This is week three, no you missed this week two We back with the facts, everything to help you So if you started slow, time to pick it up fast Welcome to the Fantasy Culture Podcast Woo! What's up, what's up, we are back Week three, episode two uh, Want to make up for missing week two, episode two um, things happened. We had some uh, outside circumstances that didn't allow us to to link up for our usual um, podcast every week. So uh, we're making up for it on week three. But I appreciate y'all still sticking with us. Uh, once again, this is the Fantasy Culture Podcast. I am one half of the hosting team, AD, and I am here with. Hey, it's Marquis Sweat here, everybody. Welcome to week three of the Fantasy Culture Podcast. Uh, Dre says sorry for the you know the second week, but we're Thing back happens. here with week three. Yeah, you know? life happens. Life happens here to sometimes. Bring some joy back. Yeah, you already know. So um, we're back with week three, man. How we uh how we feeling? How's it looking? What's going on? How your team's looking? Sorry, yeah. um, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean week week three, and I'm hoping for um some more some more light to be shed for some of my teams who are kind of low scoring right now. I feel like week three brings opportunities for some of the stuff. I feel like there's a lot of players who got drafted at a pretty high ADP who have not been able to perform at the level that they may have been. Oh, man, don't say that, there. man. Them, them zero run, them zero RB hey, that hero thing is RB crucial. truthers are coming <laughs> coming to light, man. Yo, you know what's crazy? Over the past couple years of fantasy football, I say that um there's always been there hasn't been like consistency in in performers for the most part because I remember a couple years ago it was like get your quarterbacks early because like that's when Mahomes blew up and then you had like Lamar had his MVP season so it was like when people had that experience of having great quarterbacks that led them to a championship, the next year they thought, oh, snap, we're going to get those quarterbacks are going to be valuable. Then it turned out to be like your RB1. So you had like an Eckler or, or a Derrick Henry or like a CMC. You had one of those legendary running back, um, you know, seasons. So then the next season you're like, okay, we're planning to go around running backs. And now we're around a time where it shows that people that are really flourishing right now probably went with a prime wide receiver first round. You know, your 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 Cooper Cups or your Stefan Diggs. Mr. Um, Diggs. You know, Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Like, I forgot the stat, but there was like combined, I think like the top, the first round running back so far combined. Um, and it's, uh, granted, it's only two weeks in, but they've only averaged like 17 points per game which is usually not the number you're looking for out of your RB1. Like, you, you're usually looking for in that, like, 20 range, 23, 25, maybe even a 30 range. Um, so it's kind of been a tough start for uh, for a lot of people who went that, uh, you know, grabbing the first two RBs, first two rounds. It's really, you know, it looks like the receiving, uh, those receivers and the receiving core, those first-round picks are uh, proven valuable. Have you, you what, you, be- you, you see that as well? You believe that or you think... Um. Well, I mean, what are you seeing? What do you What do you think? Yeah, uh, I definitely agree with that. I feel like the the top running backs that were drafted, there's only maybe like two or three who have had like at least a good game yeah. or look like they could at least be productive. Other than that, I've seen definitely more receivers. Um, it's volatile even, early. We're, even we're like backs. quarter, even quarterbacks are kind of iffy. If it's not really Lamar, Josh Allen, even Tua now, Tua, Tua yeah. in the race, like you're not Tua. you're not really seeing much production at all from. Um, yeah. From like again from the top players that you kind of drafted ADP, you're seeing more of the middle range round yeah. and those receivers who are kind of taking taking the taking over at this moment. Like yeah. the, for me, the running back game right now it's crazy how I'm, it's not good. 
Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's been a very slow start on that end. Yeah. Um. I mean, you can look at. I'm gonna call out Eckler, Derrick Henry, like DJ Swift has performed at you know to where you feel like his level. I feel like he's been pretty pretty good the first two that's weeks. RB one this year, man. Um, if he else? can stay healthy, that's RB one this year. Yeah. The RB one. Najee, if he can be healthy, it's another one. I know. Like week two was <sighs> so just you know it's, it was if he come with his foot. So I mean, he only he only put up like I think like 13 or 14 maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you go down the line, even Jonathan Taylor, like Jonathan Taylor didn't have a great game against the, uh-huh. the Jags out of all teams that people yeah. were expecting to be a big game from him, but nothing there. Nick Chubb had, he's, he's been decent. Nick Chubb kind of been the only one. And yeah. funny enough, preseason, you were hearing a lot of, oh, Nick Chubb may not be valuable in PPR. He's more, I mean, which is kind of true because Kareem Hunt does take a lot of that PPR um, exposure, but Nick Chubb has been a top performing running back. Yep. And that tandem, the Browns lead the league in fantasy points from their running backs. Yeah, no. For, two games in, that's a small sample yeah. size, but we can only talk about, you know, exactly. the first two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah. Where, and, where we at right now. So yeah. and I can definitely see that. I mean, Kareem Hunt had a they both had a good good game. Week one, Kareem Hunt was just more in the in the end zone. And then mm-hmm. week two, Nick Chubb said it's my turn. I'm gonna go ahead and get three tutties three on of you. Them things. And he, he definitely, even though it's crazy because he got three touchdowns, they lost, but yeah. he, he put it on himself. He felt like he shouldn't have scored. But yeah, nah, yeah, I'm sure fantasy that. owners are like, oh, <laughs> well, thanks, bud. It happens. <laughs> it happens. But uh, but nah, man, it's just it's interesting to see. Um, before we dive into the recaps and topics, I wanted to um address a question: Who is your most surprising player thus far in this first two weeks? Whether it be good or bad, so somebody who surprised you, like damn, they really balling, or someone where you're like, ah, what's going on? Pitts. <laughs> Kyle Pitts Kyle Pitts is where I'm like okay like what Kyle Pitts we're huh? in week three he only has I think like four catches which yeah. is which is crazy for again he for went in like his, the third yeah. round yeah. fourth round like you're looking at this one of the top tight ends and he hasn't even been involved in offense and I can't say I don't know I mean I haven't got to been able to watch too much film to see, you know, is it is it a, a Kyle Pitts thing where he's just not, you know, getting separation or like no release, or is it more the Falcons offense just not really having him being you. a focal point at this at this point in time? I could tell well my my belief from what I've seen is they're not scheming plays for him. Okay. Um I think the fact that Drake London has come uh come along quickly has kind of hurt his value a little bit. And um I think they need to find a little bit more of a rhythm. He's actually been used as a blocker on like almost 20% of his snaps. He's used as a blocker, which is in the line of like, I think I saw a stat like Tyler Conklin and like (laughs) basically tight end ranges that he should not be in. So it's like, that's concerning. But at the same time, I think the media pressure because they want so much out of pits and they kind of threw it in Arthur Smith's face. I'd like to see some kind of turn in 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 the scheming that they're putting Kyle Pitts up for um, because he's a stud, man. He's a stud. And I think if you have the opportunity to buy low on him right now, I think you could do it because I think they're going to turn it around. Um, I don't know how much longer they'll go and let Mariota ride this ship. Um, you know, they still got, what's Buddy behind them name? Um, Ritter, Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter. Yeah, they still got Desmond Ritter. So, um, granted, he's not a huge upgrade, but he's a rookie, right? Yeah, he's a rookie. Yeah, he's a rookie. So, um, I don't know. Maybe they give him a shot, but you know, a- Atlanta as a whole, they're not looking too, too great. Um, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. So you said Kyle Pitts is your most yeah, disappointing. That's the most disappointing, um, and probably like the most. I mean, I, I can't. I expected a good, a great performance, but definitely probably Stefan Diggs. Yeah. Um, 
No, his first think, two weeks uh, with me so far is yeah. thirty and a forty piece. Like yeah, I, yeah, I can't yeah. really he, be he's too, ball, too he's upset with out. that. He has that. He has that. Uh, that connection with with Josh Allen, who's playing out of his mind right yeah. now. I think the Bills are just they're playing on a different they're level. Like, they're playing out just, of their mind too. They're, they're, I feel like they're just a team who knows where they where they want to get to, which is dangerous. Like I a dangerous a team stat, to play. I saw a stat that they have. Dang, I wish I could remember the stat, but it had to do something with twenty games. Like in their past twenty games, they've ah man, I wish I could find it. I'm I'm gonna actually look it up to get to get to it. But while I'm looking it up. Um, I wanted to go ahead and kind of address my person that I thought was surprising. Uh, you know, you heard the preseason chatter, but I wasn't really the biggest believer. So I'm going to say uh, I'm on Raw. I am Ooh, shocked at yes. Amon Ra's production. I he, have him as well. Yeah. He's, uh, he's bald. He's bald. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know if it's the good hangover from the hard knocks um, <laughs> or what, but the team as a whole is is infinitely better. Yeah. Um, the defense still some question marks, but the offense is rolling seventy points over two games. Yep. Um, that's that's offensive efficiency, and he's been the man. You yeah, know, what he, I mean, he's been he putting has. up big numbers. He's been putting up big numbers. Um, he broke that record as far as yeah, I he think he's like I think eight games straight. I want to say with eight catches or more, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is crazy. Which is crazy to even think. So he's already still continuing how he ended the season, coming into you know the new season, you know trying to show that he's been improved. And I think that's been very helpful for the Lions, um, for them to kind of get that with him and um, Jared Goff getting that connection last year, and then yep, they continue yep. to build on it. I mean, we got to see what Jared Goff got to do somewhat with with Robert Woods mm-hmm. and Cooper Cup. So it's not like he doesn't get to his star players, so mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's great veteran for him to kind of build on. And like you yep. said, the Lions in general, their offense has been rolling. DJ Swift's been playing great. Mm-hmm. Williams has been coming in. It's just it's a good sub and just kind yep. of still keeping the flow of the offense going. They still have Chark, who last game I know he didn't do much, but first game he still got to show what you mm-hmm. know the what, what they have in their in their position value. And obviously, TJ Hawkinson is still there, so yep. I definitely like to see the Lions. You know, we got to see the Hard Knocks episode, which is a great insight of just how they're how they're coaching, how they're building the culture. Yep. You see the respect with with uh, Coach Coach Dan there. Mm-hmm. Coach Dan, yeah. um, Dan Campbell. Yeah, you know, you just see you see. The respect level, you just see the team growing together. I think that's great to see from the Lions. We we talked about them last year, like just you yeah. know the amount of games they lost, and we'd just be like, man, just I'm rooting for them to win. So yeah. I feel like this year you're definitely gonna be able to we're gonna be able to celebrate a little more wins and um yeah, I definitely I definitely can see yeah. St. Brown St. Brown's been has been balling. Yep, and then um I don't know if it, I, I would agree with the Kyle Pitts disappointment, but I'm I'm confident that they'll turn it around because he's way too talented to not. Yeah. Um, but so I'm gonna go with someone else that I that I really uh am 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 high on, um Jahan Dotson. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. He, he's kind of he was the undervalued rookie coming in coming out of college. They said he had the best hands of the draft. Um, I saw a lot of analysts saying that he he did have great hands coming out of college. Um, but to be that secondary receiver there when, uh, you know, someone like Wentz who tends to favor their, 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 uh, 1A receiver and tight end, um, he's, he's made a name for himself as a rookie, uh, red zone target. Um, he's had three touchdowns in the first two games, two in the first game, one in the previous game. Um, so I'm, I'm actually very, I think the rookies, man, they're, they're coming along nicely. They may not have record breaking seasons. Like, you know, like we got from Jamar chase, but they're every rookie so far has, is stepping into a position where they're valuable to the team. Even Traylon Burks, you know what I mean? He's looking like the one, a receiver there. Um, like we talked about earlier, Drake London kind of took some targets and some shares away from Kyle Pitts, um, 
Who else we got? Jahan Dotson. Um, uh, give me another rookie. That's that's out here. Oh, Chris Olave. Like even him, yeah. he's stepping into a role with with, with New Orleans. Um, you know, a, a, a recipient on a deep ball. Jameis likes to throw, you know, throw the ball to him deep. So he's definitely effective in his role thus far. Um, give me another rookie. Where I receive that's out here. I mean, Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. Come Hello, on, Jets. Garrett. How can I forget him? Jer- uh, Garrett Wilson stepping into uh his his flow with Flacco. It's looking good out there. I'm I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. Um, and the stat I was talking about for the Bills, Bills twentieth straight win by ten or more points, yeah, tying the is... Chicago Bears twenty <laughs> game streak, um, and matching the NFL record. So twentieth straight win by ten or more points. They've been serving everybody. Yeah, they've been they, serving they... everybody, and you can see the difference in. You know what I mean? Like, they don't miss a beat, bro. No, like, just... they very rarely stutter on drives. I'm so excited to see the matchup this week between the Dolphins and the yeah, Bills. Yeah, that's, I think that's going to be a good test this for the Dolphins. This is going to be a great game because Dolphins have a good defense and the Bills have a good defense. And I think the Bills give up the least amount of points to wide receivers thus far. And you have a record setting. Wide receiving core and Waddle and Tyreek Hill. And then Tua. Tua silencing all the critics through two weeks. Albeit it's two weeks, but he silenced a lot of critics with his play. How can you, you know what I mean? You, you can only say so much when you're down the way you were down against the Ravens. First game of the play, DuVernay ran back a punt. You know, I mean, uh, ran back a kickoff. Up 7-0 right away. Um... A lot of people got smashed in their face this week, man. You seen the game, the Cardinals, fourteen, thirty-five, fourteen, going man. into the fourth quarter, and then and the he Dolphins turns put it up, up twenty-eight on them. Twenty-eight in the fourth, man. You had people celebrating. You had people leaving the uh, the arena. Psych. Same thing with the <laughs> same thing with the Raiders and Cardinals. You had people yeah, popping man. bottles. You seen that video, Kyler Murray? You seen the video of the nah. people in the uh, in the behind that. the goalposts? <laughs> they was popping champagne bottles at the at going into the third quarter. They were up like twenty seven to seven or something. Some you know, I mean, yeah, a yeah. pretty decisive margin, and they were popping bottles, let, like letting bottles go. Man, and. Yeah, and then you talk, we talked about earlier. That gingerbread man back there just running around. <laughs> he was cooking, man. He made <laughs> it was, magic happen. It he, was wild, man. Especially that, that, that two-point conversion. I'm like, man, he had all Bruh, the all time. Day. But and, I feel like that's not the like, first time I've seen him do something No, like no. He, it definitely, he's good for that, I feel like. That's like the Russ. When Russ first came in the league, he just run around kind of back there and then just yep. launch it and find someone open. Nah, absolutely. That was his, uh, that was his MO. So um, exciting first two weeks, man. I'm, I, I can't. I'm not one to really bank off of memory when it comes to like, oh, amazing seasons or amazing games. But just how I'm feeling now, and I think maybe I'm a prisoner of the moment, but I feel like these first two weeks have been some of the best weeks of like football that I've seen in quite some time. We've had amazing comebacks. We've had hero stories. We've had uh, games decided in overtime by blocked kicks, blocked field goals, games won by field goals, Hail Marys, like it's been an amazing ties. <laughs> it's been an amazing start to the NFL season and I'm excited to see where we could um we could take it to week 3. Uh so let's go ahead and jump into um into week 3. We're going to do a little bit of a recap of week 2. We'll just breeze over some of the uh this past week's games. So Mahomes outlasted the Chargers on Thursday night. Um, I don't yeah. know if you caught that. A very uh, 
unlikely scenario. Uh, Gerald Everett makes a big catch, waving to the sidelines to get him out. Somewhere in between, maybe being a little bit injured, hampered by something, and exhausted. The boy was um, tired. But doesn't make an effort on a pass in the red zone. It gets picked off by a rookie. That. What's his name? Uh, is Dang. it Jalen Watson? Uh, for Some, something like that. If you, if you, but either way, the rookie from Kansas City. Um, man, I I heard his story was pretty incredible too. Uh, I think he was working in like a fast food restaurant. Yeah, at he's some working point. At, he's working at Wendy's. Wendy's, yeah, yeah man, like amazing, yeah, amazing Jaylen story. Jalen Watson. Jalen Watson, yeah, rookie picked it off. He said seventh that, round. Seventh round. He said that night, the night before. Um, he had a. I think what he said. He had a dream. That's something amazing. Was, uh, he was gonna get an interception or something like that, and um, and that's crazy, man. You love to hear stories like that. You love to hear stories like that, and that ended up sealing the game for him. Ended up sealing the game for him. A game that probably would have been yeah. um gone the Chargers' way, you know. But they let that slip. I definitely have to say that's that's the Chargers definitely are continuing the trend of just losing games Chargers and just like. Going the Chargers. <laughs> Like it's just they always just find a way to lose the game and just and just instead of just sealing and I think that's always going to be their poison. It's going to be can they? And it's crazy because it's a whole new quarterback, a whole new regime, and it's still the Chargers. It's just, it's just like how we know Chargers going to Charger. We're going to see if the Dolphins were going to Dolphin this year, and so far they haven't yet. Yeah. Um, you yes. know, just 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 things and yeah, it's still early on. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's just it's just been crazy to see, crazy yep. to see uh, so far. And the Chiefs took it. You know, they they usually have great battles against against the Chargers. So uh, so far, Mahomes still has a one up on them. Yep. So far, so far. Um. So Tua, we talked about it earlier. Shows up against the Ravens. Um, hung 28 on them. Lamar also had an Six incredible game. Man. Six yeah. tutties, man. Six tutties on them, boys. Lamar had a good game. Bro, pay uh, that man, pay him. God, what else bro, does he have to do? Of, uh, like, <laughs> so, so Danny said I had to bring this up. So we just converted. I made the story quick, but we just converted from Yahoo to oh, Sleeper. Uh, Yahoo, there was some. We had bonuses in the league, couple bonuses, whatever. Danny created the commissioner for this league. This is our, I think, our fifth year. We no fourth year. We started in twenty nineteen. Yeah, we started in twenty nineteen. Um, and Danny brings the league over, and there's a bunch of bonuses that I guess he wasn't aware of. He said he, he you know, the settings for the bonuses he wasn't aware of. Um, I saw them. I didn't ask any questions about it. I just thought, you know, he's gonna he's spicing up the league a little bit, throwing some extra bonuses in there. So I drafted accordingly. Nonetheless, Lamar was one of my guys, no matter what league I was in. He was one of the guys I trusted this year. Um, I was willing to bet on him as much as he was willing to bet on himself. Long story short, I ended up getting 96 points, almost 100 points from Lamar Jackson because it was just like bonus stacks. So he had a 40-yard run. Um, he had like a what do you like a seventy yard run or something? Yeah. But there was a bonus at forty and a bonus at fifty. So you got like five points at fifty, and then if you because he hit the forty as well, you got that extra four points. So you got nine points plus the original yardage that he would have got for making it a seventy yard run plus the added bonus for the TD. So it was just a lot of bonuses. It was, it was a real. lot of bonuses. It was just, and I had to go, and I'm the one who had to go against and it. You had to see like out of me, all brother. weeks. It, this is this is what had to happen because he got like he got like 50 up. points and just you know yeah, without the yeah, bonuses yeah. like he got 50. 
So just 40 points and bonus points was just, I'm yeah. watching and I'm like, brothers, I wasn't even, what was I doing? I was trying to get a rental car Sunday. Yeah. And I remember just, just quickly checking. I'm like, how does he have 80? It's like, how does he have 80 points? Was it was like the third quarter. I'm like, there's another quarter of this. Like I have to sit yeah. here and hope. Like I sit, I'm like, and I don't wish you no injury, but I'm like, just take him out. Just put, put Huntley Bruh. in just for, just let him, Lamar go to the bathroom. Say you had to use the bathroom and just sit in there. Like I just. It got crazy. Bro, he, crazy, I, I lost by like like two people, and I even had um on Ross St. Brown, who you know bonus points were there, so I couldn't. Yeah. You know, as much as I could try to argue the bonus, I'm on St. Brown got me like fifty because yeah, of his Amorai because his, like his bonuses something. too. So yeah, um, you know I couldn't. Uh, it's, uh, it was just it, it, it was, was just, funny. It was a funny thing, but <sighs> even it's such an amazing game for Lamar got overshadowed because yep, Tua balled out. Yeah, you know I mean Tua balled out. So that was good to see. Um, we like to see him continue to uh, shut the critics up. And continue to put up numbers and take advantage of the weapons around him. Um, Mike McDaniels, probably my second favorite coach in the league next to Dan Campbell. I don't know. That man had on shades and a Ferragamo belt. He's my guy. Your boy I, I came with the white, the white for, the clean. white Supreme Forces week one, him. too. You can't stop. See, he, Mike McDaniels, that, that's that's my second guy behind Dan Campbell. I like them as coaches. I like what they're bringing to the locker room. Um, it's dope. I think it's dope. Uh, next up, my Jets, J-E-T-S, Gang Green. You see the boys. Jets, Jets, uh, With the Jets. comeback win against the Browns and Flacco. Mr. Flacco um, is here. He's still here. He's used to playing the Browns from his Raven days. So he, know he, he just he knows what's going on over he there. He knows what's up. So um him and Garrett Wilson came up and touched some boys. Brees Hall got his first touchdown, yep, his first Brees rookie Hall. touchdown. Another player we can kind of say ADP wise, but yeah, Brees Hall got his George. It's good to see Garrett Wilson actually coming alive and you kind of see it hindering Elijah Moore a little bit. So I kind of want to see how that continues to play out. And you know, maybe yeah. that starts to open up more for Elijah Moore with more eyes on Wilson as well. Just kind of mm-hmm. have to respect what he's done. Yeah. I think he has like 40 points so far. He had 31 in last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was Wilson, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, you saw him out there just just letting the crowd know. he's Garrett Wilson has arrived. He's arrived, man. So I, I like to see it. You know, the, the youth. And I, I always believed in... Robert Sala, I know you can kind of tell some when some coaches are in over their head. <clears throat> Hack it. <clears throat> um, you can kind of tell when some coaches are a little bit in over their head. <clears throat> Hack it. Uh, but Sala, you know what I mean? He always committed the respect to his team. Um, that man said he was taking receipts. He said he was taking receipts. Y'all gonna so, hear about it. <laughs> yeah, man. Y'all gonna hear about it. So um, I kind of like the fact that he even took that back. Like, stand on that. You know what I mean? Maybe it wasn't the right time to say it or the way he said it. But nah, let them he's, know. He's, I'm yeah, taking he's, receipts. Yeah, I'm tracking know. who's talking. And then we'll circle back. We're going to spin the block again. We'll talk about it. I think he's trying to continue to motivate his team and kind of build like that, you know, yeah. just that, that attitude yeah, and that yeah. grit. Like, you no, know, if people going to start. Because the Jets, I don't want to say they've been a, la- a laughing stock, but they don't they have, have the greatest respect yeah, as far as being an NFL team. And I feel like that's what Salah is trying to change. Because I feel like when you yeah. go into certain organizations like that you can you can get crowded by that energy and I feel like you hear that when for example when Jarvis Landry went to the Browns and he was like man we're not we're not gonna keep having this not that they they did go to playoffs that year but you know just trying to change that culture that everyone's so comfortable with having like a losing atmosphere so I think it's great for the Jets to hopefully continue on with that 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 motion and kind of build something over there yeah for sure um, and continue next up, on with it. The next team who's doing it. Detroit rolling at home. Shout out that boy Dan Campbell, man. Uh, there's a new, there's a new life injected into that team, and it's so fire to see. Um, you got DeAndre Swift playing out of his mind. 
Um, you got Amon Ra, we were just talking about him playing out of his mind. Jared Goff looking good. That whole offense as a whole is looking potent. Yeah. Looking super potent. So I'm excited to see what more they could do. Um, they ha- they just defeated who they just beat. Um, oh, why is that like out of my head right now? Oh man. Uh I do know that they won at home. I can't remember who exactly they played. Oh, but Washington, if Washington. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. That's right, Washington. Yep, that's true. Um, but Detroit rolling at home, so shout out to them. We'll see what they can do this week. They have a tougher matchup. Um, they're going up against the Vikings, right? Yeah, and then they play the Vikings this week. Yep, on the road. And, and, yep, on the road. So we'll see. Um, Colts. Ugh, Michael Pittman went down with a quad injury, and then you made it seem like that was everybody on the team. Right. But that's um, they couldn't get nothing going. You would think it'd be a heavy Jonathan Taylor game. He wasn't really running tried, too but, well. They tried, but Jacksonville had it. Surprising, yeah. Jacksonville's looking pretty good. Yeah, I mean, Defense even then, looking stout. Yeah. Defensive line looking stout. Yeah. Um, and all you got to do is stack the box. And even, yeah. like, I just feel like most teams, like, if their main thing is a run, they ain't got no receivers. Realistically, you should just be able to stack the box and hope yep. that your team manpowers the other one. And, I mean, the Colts haven't beat the Jaguars at home in, like, three or four yeah, years, which is crazy. Yeah, it's been a couple times, bro. It's been a couple times, so. And it's crazy because this is what Carson Wentz pretty much got let go of because yep. he couldn't beat the Jaguars. And everyone was so hype over Matt Ryan, and they haven't really. I mean, Pittman had a good week one, but overall, as a team, to me, they haven't really looked great they haven't at, looked all. Good like, at all. No, nope. to the freaking the Texans and we just the the Jags. The Jags. Yeah, they like, ta- that's, they t- they like, tagged like, they tied with the Texans <laughs> like week one and like, then that's just, lost to the Jags. Got shut out. Yeah, and they were the talked about it's supposed to be the AFC, AFC South like yep. number one, and everyone's mm-hmm. talking about the Colts with Matt Ryan there and their defense and with Stephon Gilmore being added over there and Glockway. And it has not come to nothing fruition yet. yet. Shut nothing out, yet. like so we'll you got see. shut out, and that's the bloom right now. Shut out in Jacksonville. Yeah, you can't get you can't get shut out. You got to put seven on the board. This isn't you know this isn't baseball. Like you got to put something up. You tell me like, you didn't get a kick. Like nothing. You, you just let your kicker go. Get somebody else to shot. Have the number one running back in the league. Apparently, yeah. So I don't know. Colts got some stuff to figure out over there. Uh, let's see, Brady, Brady, the goat. With limited weapons. That was out wins. there in a wrestling match. They weren't even playing football. Yeah, Mike Evans. playing rugby out there. <laughs> Mike Evans not taking it from Lattimore. He always let Lattimore get under his skin. They, um, they both just. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they at each other's neck. I don't know. Something personal happened between them do two one of the, um, off the field. One of the boxing matches like like Le'Veon and them. Oh, nah, nah. You can't do my dog AP like that, man. I'm sorry. I'm just, you know. just you can't do AP I don't like mean that, AP. Man. That's why I didn't want to say his name. That's what you right? AP. Yeah, far, I didn't oh, want to say man. his name. I was just meaning, you know, two oh, football players in the ring. Go ahead and let... Evans and Marshawn getting there and see what happens. What AP that'd be, got dropped, boy. Yeah. Oh, oh man, yeah. let's move on. But Brady, Brady showed yep. up. Uh, defense, Devin White said, man, we we, we played with Jabez. We know what he's going to do. We just want to give him the opportunity <laughs> to turn it over. And, yeah, and he yeah. did. Um, Brand, Brady made it look, you know, a, I wouldn't say tough. he made it look easy, but he was able to get it done with Bashard Perriman and Scotty mm-hmm. Miller. And Leonard Fournette, Lenny. pretty much. So, yeah. um, shout out to the Bucks. That's a dope. Uh, that's a dope victory. Um, speaking of victories, Giants two and zero. The G Men two and zero with very little contribution from uh, Saquon last game. Yeah, he didn't really uh, get to do James. too much. Richie James is that his yeah. name? Yeah, yeah. Richie James played for the Forty ers I think last I remember year. Him. Yeah, yeah. Um, a little speech there. Yeah, Richie. He been even week one. I mean, I guess the Titans. He, coming he, up, he was carving up. Yeah. Um, you know, and you just see that rotation. Which the Giants are winning, but not in a not in a a, a pretty gritty, way. Like in a gritty. They're way. just they're they're playing the game. Yep, playing the game through, believing in the culture um, that Dabble trying to put there. You see the mm-hmm. receiving core is just constantly rotating instead. Richie James, mm-hmm. and um, just kind of see how that goes throughout the year. But two I heard some. Uh, I heard some talk about Galladay clearing out his locker early. 
Um, I, I saw some reports from teammates that everybody's locker was like clean. It's not really a big thing. But um, people were saying yeah. that that you know John, yeah, that yeah. Galladay's locker was cleaned out. Like, yeah. He was like, ah. And I'm sure, and I'm sure, sure it's all weird. Like you know, he went from being like you know hype from Detroit coming yeah. to New York, and he has to not literally has not panned out at all in New York. Didn't translate like, at all. Yeah. Nothing. Um, and you and know. then you no know, Panthers aren't looking great at all as far as who the you know of course who the Giants beat to beat the Panthers. The offense is just looking all over the place. McCaffrey is just That's not... That's another one. It's McCaffrey... Not, it's not, uh, not, not you know, matching that ADP. Yeah, most people drafted um, him as one overall. Some people drafted him at one. He was yeah. top two at least. Yeah. In most which, in most drafts. Yep. And he hasn't translated to that at all. I don't even know what... I don't even know what he is right now on um in terms of running backs. I'm going to take... I'm going to take a look at that real quick just to kind of see where he's at. But yeah, yeah no, McCaffrey, definitely. that whole offense, I mean... Uh, it's he like, had it's, one good game from Robbie mm-hmm. Anderson... And he, you know, pretty much left you on single-digit points last week. Uh, let me see. McCaffrey and PPR right now is uh, he's he's at nine. He's nine. Uh, two games in. Number one is Nick Chubb, followed by Saquon and, and DeAndre Swift. So uh, McCaffrey down at nine. Jonathan Taylor at seven. So uh, I mean, not terrible. It's early. Like I said, it is still early. So we have some time, but. Um, you're expecting a better output yep. from McCaffrey Especially for sure. The top, first the top game, picks, yeah, first game he gave you what, 15 points, 16 points. You look at you looking at almost double that. You know what I mean? Most games you're looking at double that. Last year, game one and game two, he gave you 27 and 24 in PPR last year. So compared to this year, you're getting 15 and 16. So you know what I mean? You you see the difference in production. So. Um, I don't think there's anything to worry about. Still yeah. super early in the season. If you're trying to Owens, maintain them too, yeah, that'd be my yeah. only idea behind the kind of slow start. Exactly. Um, and at this point, if you're zero two, there's still plenty of time left. You can always turn your season around. So just keep, you know, keep. Thanks, grinding. brother. Keep I appreciate grinding. that motivation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, when you play team. me. <laughs> um, next up, uh, Belichick gets a W. Belichick gets a W against Pitt and Tomlin. Um, Trubisky on a hot seat. Yeah, yeah, no, no I think it's I think it's a little too early to say he's on a hot seat. Really? I know the fans yeah. are kind of on. Yeah, for me, I feel like it's too early. First time, I feel like just overall in general, like the Steelers are need to figure out their not figure out their identity, but you know, it's a whole new regime. Ben, ben, Big Ben is no longer there. So you think Trubisky is part of that regime change? I can't say it's part of the regime change. You know, since they you know and realistically they drafted Kenny Pickett, so you know you would think ideally that's probably the person they're looking to kind of develop and seeing what they have in Trubisky in the time being. Over under um, on week six Kenny Pickett comes in uh, I'm gonna say over I think it'll be longer than that I think they'll still give Trubisky time to actually play and develop he's Ooh, first you say over on that yeah, I think it'll be, I think it'll probably be if 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 it's gonna change, I'll probably go more week ten if anything. If they, week ten. If they feel like their season is going down to where they don't have a chance to make the playoffs, and I can see them going and putting Pickett in and just kind of allowing that, you know, just allow the, allow it to so build and see- go on to next year. If if wow. they are if they don't continue on, like they're one and one, they won their first game. It wasn't a bad game by Trubisky. The second game wasn't great. Granted, Patriots do a great job of taking away your main weapons. You had a hurt Najee Harris. So like for me, and even though they say he wasn't. Injury report that foot isn't going to be or the ankle is going to be completely healed by that time. So, you know, it's going to be, you know, try to try to make sure that he's good, try to maintain Najee Harris, and then from there, just trying to build a team as far as like seeing what they get from Mitch. So, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm surprised. It's hard for me to to trust a rookie. Like, no, Malik Harris was the first rookie so far to even play in the game as a quarterback. So, Willis, well, yeah, Harris, um, Malik Willis was the first one. Coach Carter. 
so that's how I see it. And if to me Pickett wasn't he wasn't like a you no, know, he had a decent preseason. I'm not gonna be sold in yeah. a preseason game for NFL. Like it's completely different. When Malik Willis was out there, he looked slow in the sense of like just trying to read and like, you know, he went up against a great Bills, um, you know, Bills defense. So Pickett, I can't Pittsburgh plays in a pretty good defensive division. It's hard for me to see them trust a rookie compared to a vet like Trubisky um, just off of a one-game, you know, a one-game downer at this moment. But, again, if he does continue on, you know, you got four or five games and you, you're you doing this, I can take your word and say pick it six maybe earliest, but I'll probably go ten if they feel like at that point they're not making the playoffs. Wow, okay. Um, but I just feel like they could put – it's a first year with, with Trubisky. I don't think he's that terrible where, like, like Tannehill, like where he just looked horrible – Against the against the Bills, like look absolutely terrible. Like he got taken out in the middle of the third quarter. That's usually that happens in the fourth, but to get taken out in the middle of the third, I think that kind of just shows where you, how your performance was was at that moment. Okay, um, but yeah, that's 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 what I say on that. That's that's what I say. Interesting. Okay. Um. All right. Well, uh, Belichick does get that W. Uh, I think Trubisky's on the hot seat. Um. You know, Tomlin isn't really one to be patient. He says he wants to be patient, but he's not one to be patient. We kind of know that. So, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm taking the under on week six. I say by week five, if, if that ship ain't right, they're going to get a rookie. They're going to throw the rookie in because they're basically, right now, he's playing at par with what we saw from Kenny Pickett so far in the preseason. He's right there. I think if they're going to go the veteran route and that veteran presence, you have to be playing significantly better than the person behind you. If you know that your future is built around, the future is not Trubisky. The future is Kenny Pickett, which is why they drafted him. So if you're getting almost equivalent play and there's not really a huge disparity in like your starting performer in in Trubisky compared to what you'll probably get out of Pickett, you might as well throw the rookie in there and then put him in in season situations where they can build up on his, um, you know, kind of on his uh, attributes in the league and see what he's really made of. Um, Trubisky's not a stranger of having his role reduced. So, I mean, it wouldn't be anything he's unaccustomed to, but uh, that's just my take. I say the under on six. I say by week five at the latest six before they start really considering um, uh, changing it. Because Trubisky's not a bad quarterback, but when your receivers start vocalizing being open and, you know, not getting the ball and running through their routes and da-da-da-da, that's definitely heard from the coaching staff and within the locker room. So, yeah. Um, I think that's just something that plays a role into it, but um, but you know we'll see we'll see where it goes. Um, yeah, I think that's just yeah. I'm gonna yeah, we won't carp on it too much for okay. <laughs> going there, but yeah. All right, uh, Seahawks. Seahawks are back down to earth um, after that win against the Broncos. Uh, Trey Lance done for the season, man. I I I don't want to harp on that too much. Too super unfortunate, but I just I feel like. I don't know, man. He just got tossed to the wayside so quick. Like, I spend a lot of my mornings, you know, we we work from home. So a lot of my mornings, I'm listening to the analysts, and I got my whole lineup of ESPN, NFL Network playing throughout the day. And I feel like he just got tossed to the side, man. Like, oh, football's going to go on. And from the beginning, I almost felt like he was like a joke. Like, nobody really took him seriously in terms of, like, what he would be able to do for that team. And I think that sucks, man, for a young player who didn't really play much in college, who you don't really know much about. He looked for this opportunity to prove himself. They they cut him completely out in a monsoon. You know what I mean? Look at the, You go back and look at the condition of the field on that game. Nobody's going to have a good game. And he had a poor one. And they were, you know, ready to 
to write him off. And then he didn't even get halfway through the game week two before he broke his ankle. So I think it's just super unfortunate. I think a lot of people were kind of secretly hoping that they'd see Jimmy G back out on the field. And it turned out that way. So yeah. we'll see. But yeah, uh, I think that has to do with just what... I think it's also... I kind of blame the 49ers too for kind of putting him in that situation, to be honest. Because although Jimmy G... He's been injury plague. He's still a winner. And I feel yeah. like a lot of people didn't feel like the change was needed. Like, Lance didn't blow when he went away. He yeah. just had a good call. But he wasn't in a great division yeah. in college. Like, you know, he played in a very small school. Um, Christian Watson but he, uh, yeah. played with him, too. And he has... I mean, he, Watson's been... Decent. He's been... Potential okay. potentials there. He's yeah. he's just has to capitalize on his opportunities. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that's what it is with Lance. I don't feel like the team's been blown away the way how he may have been in the media last year. So, you know, I, I, as, as I agree too, it is unfortunate. It sucks that he broke his ankle week two when you know he was trying to put all the noise behind him. The team signed, resigns yeah. Jimmy G. He has to kind of deal with that in the back end. Obviously, with whatever situation happened, you know, people in the media are gonna blow up whatever him throw them dollars out. And then you know, you know, just little stuff like that that I feel like they're harping on him on. But I feel like he he had a potential to do do pretty good things over there for the 49ers. And I think with them re-signing Jimmy, I think that really kind of messed up everything around him. And I really feel like that put him in a bad spotlight. Yeah. Because then the stories come out about you know maybe him being jealous. I just feel like they messed that all up for him. So hopefully he gets to come yeah, back next got... year with a better opportunity, whether it's with the 49ers or elsewhere. Or I doubt his leaving because yeah. you know they drafted him pretty high. But yeah. you never know how this year plays know, got, out and what they do from there. They got pretty ugly fast and yeah. I, you know whatever that le- it leaves a sour taste in in uh fans um, yeah. mouths you know so it is what it is though get well soon trey um let's see pits we talked about him earlier um yeah rams got their win a rob gets his first td um should have had two should have had two that's upsetting because um, then cooper cup got it i gotta play you my dog that. Coop. That was so, so upsetting. my dog coop hey coop still cooping man um, so shout out to the Rams, defending champs, able to end up one and one on the season. Um, the Cowboys with the loss at Dak, they rush to victory. You see what I did there? Yeah. Cowboys rush to victory. <laughs> <laughs> uh over the bad O-line Bengals. Bengals, man. Yeah, that, that O-line defense is was still, all over the place. But you can't have such value in Joe Burrow and you can't protect him. Yeah. That it man looked, had like three seconds to yeah. throw every drop back. And this line was supposed to be better than last year. And last year that was a complaint that so he needs to get a better line. And I mean, was it who was it? Wasn't the real colors one who said that he had now has a new security guard now that's man, gonna protect listen, him? Well, he, protect he must got some he must be blind, so hey, I'm gonna <laughs> You ever see that? Uh, you see that video of that dude that uh, that's waving people down, that's but it's like the, when they the check, it, he just like wiping, he's like wiping his hands in front. That's, that's exactly but, but that's what the my mind is. That he <laughs> That man's and it's terrible protection, protection. That and they paid that nothing. man. They paid that yeah, man. So that, hey, that man, Lel yeah. Collins, say I'm where the money resides. Yeah, that's what he where the money resides. Where the money resides. Reside. <laughs> reside. He said that's where I'm going. Yeah, man. Bengals zero um, two. I think that's the first time <laughs> a AFC, um, like the defending Super Bowl, like AFC, whatever it is, that yeah. started off zero two so far. So. Uh, definitely, they need to write the ship there. They allowed the Cowboys to, to win without a Dak Prescott, a poor performance from Zeke. Pollard Cowboys stepped next, up. They next couple games aren't too bad. They had to play you the know? Giants. I mean, they have a good defense, so like you yeah. can't knock the defense. It's just the offense. But they, I mean, they look, they look. They Michael look Parsons. Yeah, so. People been com- comparing him Man, a lot to uh, Lawrence Taylor. Is what I've been Lawrence hearing. Taylor. Yeah, which he is. Uh, he's all over the field. Like he's you very, see him. Very, very you see him all over. Like active in, on yes. the field. Yes. So, uh, so I, I'm not. I'm not. I can't say I agree with the you know the, the reference at this point in time. It's second year, but 
He, he definitely, has, he's definitely, he's, he he's, he's making his name in the league, in the league oh, right now. Yes, definitely. definitely. On the defensive side of things. Yes. I think so. No, I'd, I'd, I'd agree. I'd yeah. agree. So, um, let's see. Unsure of Denver, but they beat the Texans. Okay. Denver. Mr. <laughs> Pack it. <laughs> yep, trash. But worst, I'm not going to, I'm not going to spend too much time because it actually angers me that they're so good, but everything from the coaching side of things is it's so bad. Horrible. Terrible like, you have clock all management. That talent. Terrible decision making. Like just open the game up. It just seems so stagnant or just so basic. It's like you have two great running backs, especially one in Javante Williams. You have a great receiving core. Old Faithful and Melvin Gordon, who you know, I mean, is a thorn in maybe some Javante Williams, uh, you know, owner's side. But but dang man, like. They should be so much better. Like, yeah. would they just score like seventeen points? Like, yeah, and, and you know, and respect to the Texans, they do put out a tough fight yeah. last year. You know, they did have middle of the pack defense from on, being last. Nobody but saw again, this kind of exactly. start like, from this you know, team. Like, you know, they when were Russ went to the Broncos, having an MVP season. Yeah, that 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 was supposed to be the team to beat. One of the teams to beat there. Let me but, see what, what they had. Sixteen points against the Texans, and they scored that later on. Like the game, most of the game was like three and yeah. three or like six. And it was just such a low scoring game. And then he's not even really. When Judy went down, he went to Sutton, but a majority of. The receiving core has been multiple tight ends. Yeah, and even multiple. I mean, even when you look at week one, the Judy or Sutton didn't touch the ball until the second, almost the end of the second quarter. Like, how yeah, does your crazy. how does your top receivers not get the ball? Like, I just crazy. it doesn't doesn't, that doesn't make, make any sense. Doesn't but make any sense. But we'll Hackett, see. <laughs> you know what I mean? We'll see what they can do. Um, I, I'm sure Hackett feels the uh, the pressure absolutely a little bit. So you know, we'll see what they're able to do. Um, we talked about it a little earlier. Murray Magic helps to overcome the man, Raiders. Um, not a good game for Devontae. Not a good no, game for Devontae. He had a quick little um, pass, and that yeah. was that was about it. But Colin Murray pulled the magic out of his sleeve, ended up getting a victory that they needed. Cause um to start off 0-2 with the weaponry, a lack of weaponry that he has on that team, would have put him in a bad spot. So to break even, get to one and one, that's good. Um, next up. Aaron Rodgers, they got their first victory. Still on Chicago. First home game in Lambeau. Got a couple Lambeau leaps. Historic uh, Aaron Jones game, as he always does against the Bears. Um, Great game from him. Uh, So we love to see it. We love to see it from Aaron Rodgers. Getting those guys back on track. Um, Bills dominate those Titans. Your boys got beat down. It was embarrassing. I was watching the game, and I'm just like... I was like, man, this is, it's just, there's, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. It's just, rough. Uh, the, it's rough. This, uh, I, and I can't even say, like, we had no rhythm, but I have to give props to the Bills, too. The Bills, I feel like they're getting, they're just playing on a, a whole different, a whole different right level. Now. Like, like yeah. this is a whole different level. And I Both feel like they, um, we beat them last year, so I feel like it's one of those games where they were like, nah, like, there's, there's no yeah. way. And then we had rookie corners on Diggs. It was just yeah. bad overall, but He's yeah. He's getting cut Bills, up. Bills Diggs, dominating. Diggs doing his thing. Like you said, can't wait for next week for this matchup with Miami. Yep. And um, and last one here on the recap: Eagles, very impressive victory over uh, the Vikings. Mr. Slay was um, holding Darius it down. Darius Slay held uh, Jefferson no touchdowns under a hundred yards, especially coming off the game he had against the Packers secondary, yeah. who is, you know, I would that say boy much was better. all happy pregame. That boy thought he was going to have a great game. Thought he was going to cook. <laughs> Darius say, I see somebody say earlier that Kirk Cousins' favorite target was Darius Slay. <laughs> <laughs> bro, he, he should have had like five picks. Bro, like cousins on prime time, man. It's that prime yeah. time cousins, bro. It just doesn't, doesn't, doesn't. I don't know what it is. Like you got to pay attention to those patterns sometimes because they mean something. Nah, for real. You it's know for what I mean? Colts like, not beating the Jags. That means something. Like for that cousins, long, like yeah. it's like if it's like one game, two games, cool. But no, we're nah, talking like five, 
five, sample six, size seven. It's like, say, all right, now, like, what's yeah, going on? What's like, going what's, on here? What's, so, what's happening? But, uh, but Jalen Hurts leading the Eagles, good uh, connection with uh, AJ Brown. Some people wondered where Devontae Smith was. He had a, about, I think he had like seven catches. Yeah, he um, came, to, came to light. So yeah, yeah, he, he had see. a nice little game too. Uh, Quez Watkins got a deep ball. Um, Quez Watkins Goddard, got you know, Goddard had a good game. Overall, man, Philly's really. Really bubbling. Yeah. I'd like to continue to see it because I think a lot of the question marks they had with Philly was Hurts' uh, ability to throw. Kind of the same boat as they kind of threw Lamar in. Like, they knew he was a agile, um, you know, quarterback that was able to use his feet. But could he make the throws? Could he make the accurate throws? This year so far, we've seen Lamar make some pretty good throws, accurate throws. And the same for Hurts. Hurts has been able to make some good, accurate throws. So, a uh, good start for those two, man. Really coming out here. A lot of offseason chatter. So far, they've been able to kind of prove their worth and show that, you know, they're still dynamic players in the league. Um, anything to add to that? If not, I think we're yeah, no, over that, with the recap. No, I disagree. Great to see Jalen Hurts kind of okay. coming alive in his third year and the mm-hmm. connection he's building over there with uh, A.J. Brown. Yeah. Um, and that's that's what they're looking to see. They're supposed to be okay. the team to lead that division. So we're going to we'll see what see. happens as it goes on. We'll see, we'll see. But uh, but that wraps up the recap. As we always do after the recap, you know, we get into our uh, music intermission. And then after that music intermission, you know, we always get into our favorite segments where we talk about uh, you bought the bus segment. And then, you know, we always talk about the big trust, big, big trust, trust, big trust, who you're going to trust. And then, as always, we bring in a sleeper. Cue the snores. Mm, undefeated week ahead. Taking us for a No losses. Oh, yeah. Whew. A little nice sleep there. Got a little nice sleep. Um, but before we do that, I want to go ahead and highlight our music intermission artist for this week. Um, I kind of discovered this artist on, on TikTok um, very, very uh talented artist that I heard this song and I'm like, man, this uh this artist is pretty dope. So let me go ahead and just make sure I get the uh the name right here. But as you know, we always highlight an artist local or just somebody that you uh that you like. So if you hear this and you want to share an artist that you're listening to, or if you are an artist and you want to share your music, please make sure to reach out to us on either Instagram or Twitter. Um, Twitter at FF Ball Culture on Twitter. So that's at FF Ball Culture. And then on Instagram, Fantasy Culture Podcast on Instagram. That's right, right? Sometimes I get those mixed up, but it is FF Ball Culture on Twitter, Fantasy Culture Podcast on Instagram. Tap in with us um, and get us that music if you got some. So this one comes from an artist by the name of David St. Val. Um, like I said, I stumbled up on him on, on, on Twitter. I'm sorry, not Twitter, on TikTok. Thought it was a really dope song. It's called Waiting on the World to End. Um, good vibe. So if you uh want to check it out, he's on Instagram at David Saint Val. That's V-A-L. So David Saint Val. Um, make sure you tap in with him. So this song is called Waiting on the World to End. I'm gonna go ahead and play that for our music in the mission. And then when we come back, we'll jump into those favorite segments. Uh so once again, this is Fantasy Culture Podcast. Hang tight. Yep. It's been a long time coming, but I think I'm ready to let go. After all these ups and downs, the roller coasters of emotions never end. 
And the older I get, the less I understand It feels like we're all just Waiting on the world to end I'll just live my life till then Try to make it all make sense But all of this is pointless On the Fantasy Culture Podcast, that was our music intermission artist, David St. Val, with his song, Waiting on the World to End. If you like that song, make sure to go ahead and follow him on Instagram, at David St. Val. Tap in with him. Check out what new music he got going on. And always remember to show the artist love. Um, so here we are. We've moved into our favorite segments. Let's go ahead and start off with our You Bought the Bus segment. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. Um, I'll jump it off with CD Lamb. So CD Lamb is my first bout to bust candidate this week. Um, I think it's gonna be some trouble for the mere fact that Cooper Rush is still starting. He hasn't been terrible. He's been a game manager and he has made some good plays. Uh, but this week they go up against a Giants team that's kind of running with some extra energy. Um, they are two and zero. Typically, the Giants and the Cowboys matchups tend to be pretty good. Um, but they're going to be down Schultz in the receiving core. They're going to be down Gallup again. He hasn't quite worked his way around. And um, Rush, although they beat the Panthers last week, he only threw for one touchdown. Um, so I think it's going to be a heavy game of Tony Pollard. Um, you know, maybe some Zeke getting there. I'm not going to say that CD's not going to, you know, get his, get his but um, it won't be to the level of what people may expect from him. Um, you know, I think Giants playing at home could also create some turnovers for Cooper Rush. Um, and I'm also just not quite sure CD is an alpha one yet. Um, so with that, I, I think the Giants do go three and zero. Um, I'm saying that CD gives you about seven receptions for 68 yards, and I don't think he scores a touchdown. Um, so CD Lamb, I would like to consider that about the bus. He's you know seven receptions, 68 yards. You're probably looking at somewhere around you know, 13 to 15 points, which is decent, but that's majority, or I wouldn't say a majority, but some people's wide receiver one, and you're looking for a little bit more than that out of your alpha wide receiver. So I'm going seven for 68, no touchdown, um, pretty quiet day considering what you'd expect out of CD. So that's my first bout to bust. Uh, what you got? Who you got? Yeah, so my first my first bout to bust, I'm going to have to go with the guy who just had a great game, but... Going with Mr. Aaron Jones from the Packers going up against the Bucks. Um, I just I just like the 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 Bucks the way how they just kind of play defense as far as like just maintaining the running backs and the 
they just do a great job at doing that. And um, like you know, when he when he has played the Bucks so far, he only had eleven carries, thirty five yards, and two touchdowns. Um, that's I want to say that's two games. I want to say is what is what is looking at for him uh, so far playing the Bucks. The Bucks have only so far have only allowed one rusher. They got a hundred and two. The Saints overall as a team got a hundred and two yards on twenty carries. Mm-hmm. Previously to that, the Bucks held down Dallas, who typically has a decent run game. Um, you know the Packers. They know they they're, they're going to thrive off the running back duo. I see this more as a game for AJ Dillon, which is more of a physical running back than Aaron Jones in the sense of carrying. I, I'm no Aaron Jones is still going to get receiving touches in there. Um, but the Bucks have a pretty fast defense who kind of limit that limit that PPR as far as running back position. Uh, they do a good job of just maintaining um, the amount of yak that they get when it comes to the them yak. getting the ball. They 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 attack the ball quick, so you know, there's not much room there. And that's usually what Aaron Jones thrives off of is mm-hmm. some yak yards. You know, usually makes the first defender miss, and he can kind of make it work from there. But usually, the defense at the Bucks they're they're fast, they're aggressive, and that's just kind of what they play on, and they do a great job at that. So I feel like this is going to be more of a limited game for Aaron Jones. Still feel like you know he's obviously going to get his play. The Packers don't have you know a top solidified receiving weapon yet so their running backs are the focal point but I'm calling this more A.J. Dillon than I will Aaron Jones okay um, I'm not mad at that assessment although I have quite a bit of uh, Aaron Jones shares right with um, <laughs> so I'll take it I think he may you know he may not have the greatest production on the ground but I think he'll still be able to squeak in there for a touchdown um, but I can see where he may go like you know, like a, like an eighteen for fifty five, yeah, and you know, a couple receptions and a touchdown, which overall isn't bad. But he's coming off like almost a forty point game exactly. or a forty point game, yeah. so you might get like seventeen, somewhere from seventeen to like twenty two out of him, which once again isn't bad. But you're looking for a little more than that. Um, maybe he might do worse than that. Who knows? Yeah. He, yeah. You know, you called about That's... the bus. He may he may not do that. What you say? What you think he have? Did you put a stat line yeah. to it? Well, I didn't put a stat line for my projection. I was saying so far as like the times he has played the Bucks in yeah. total, he only has eleven carries for thirty five yards. Oh, did and two that. touchdowns, yeah, yeah. and that's okay. that's far as yeah, there. That's, so it's very, very good. <laughs> it's very light work against the Bucks yeah, for him. So. Okay, so I can see that. I can see that. Um, all right, and my second bout the bus is Christian Kirk, man. I know he's uh, Mr. Kirk. been playing he's been, in a lot been of... Balling. He has been balling. He's been a lot of people's wide receiver ones. Mo, you know, he's outplaying his ADP right now. People yeah. grabbed him in like the seventh, he's in like eighth 20 round. plus back to back. Um, yeah, he's putting up some numbers. He's putting up some numbers. I guess he's proven that he was worth that check because um, he <laughs> yeah, got paid. Man. They paid that, man. <laughs> Um, so I think, you know, he's running on a high right now. I think we'll see a more human Christian Kirk this week. Um, the Jaguars are on the road against the Chargers, um, defense that, that's seeking redemption. You know what I mean? They lost that game, a close one that they should have had, um, against, uh, the Chiefs. Uh, hasn't really been any updates on Justin Herbert. I haven't heard anything today. I did hear that the x-rays were negative and he's probably dealing with like the kind of the same, uh, uh, bruising. Or so, light fra- fracturing that uh that Kamara was dealing with maybe yeah so the um, the only report so far that came out was that he had fractured rib cartilage and that cartilage, he would be day to day is that is what I is what I'm pretty sure uh, Brandon like Staley said kind of thing. yeah it seems like more of a pain tolerance like a like, situation yeah too. just just looks like he needs to wear a vest basically yeah. and just try to protect that the rib area okay. you've seen Drew Brees go you've seen plenty of quarterbacks kind of go yeah. through this situation but and he toughed it out last yeah. game man he for threw what a, it was he worth. threw a nice pass a nice pass to DeAndre Carter. 
fire. It's crazy because the play before that, he like he couldn't he throw couldn't it. He even just throw kind of like let the ball five go. Five yards down the field. And then yep. next thing you know, he's still like a 50-yarder. I'm yep. like, what? Yeah, man. <laughs> what is going Some, on? That adrenaline, man, when it yeah. hits you, sometimes you just snap in the form. Yeah. So, um, but Christian Kirk, you know, he's going up against a tough secondary, man, between J.C. Jackson and Asante Samuel Jr. Um, you know, Christian Kirk pro- uh, playing primarily out of the slot. He's held slot receivers to a uh, – or I'm sorry, the defense – Chargers defense has held slot receivers to a combined 13 receptions for 138 yards playing both Juju and Renfro in week one and two. So they have had some ability to limit those uh, those slot position receivers. And although Christian Kirk is running on a high right now, I think we see a little dip in his production. And I also think that with the defensive line that the Chargers has... Uh, the Chargers have, there's going to be some pressure applied to Trevor Lawrence. So he's not going to have that ability to really stand in the pocket. I think he's going to be rushed a bit under pressure all game. And um, even though he is mobile with his feet, he's also going to have to be throwing on the run. And um, that that's a bit scary when you're going up against a secondary like a J.C. Jackson, like an Asante Samuel Jr., um, who are great defenders in that secondary. So um, I'm calling that a big game for Christian Kirk. I'm only calling six receptions for 48 yards, no touchdown. Um, that's a very quiet game considering yeah. someone who, uh, who, who you know, has been putting up 20-point back-to-back games. But uh, this week, I just don't like it. I don't yeah. like it against the Chargers. So um, that's my take. That's my take for my second by the bus. I could agree. Um, okay, how you okay. feel or what you got? Yeah, my next one here... Um... I do like that pick with, with Christian Kirk. I do feel like it can be a humbling game for him to kind of go up against a much better defense there. Chargers looking to redeem themselves. They're trying to make a big push this year, so I like that. Uh, my second by the bus is going to be Mr. Sunday Night, Russell Wilson. Um, Got to pick him going against a team that has played him many years, going up against the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're looking for a Russell finally break out the shell in week three, I don't think Hackett's going to really be able to break that open. I feel like the 49ers are going to understand the way how Russ plays. His past three games against him, he's only thrown for more than 200 yards one time. He threw for 206 yards, and that's it. The previous games, he threw for like 140 Granted, he's gotten like two touchdowns in each of those games, but from a fantasy output, that's really not a lot from your quarterback. Yeah, that's not your running much. back, you'd like to have two touchdowns and maybe like 50, 60 yards. You can still get like 18, 20 points, but mm-hmm. your quarterback, you're only looking at maybe 12 points with those numbers, and you're not, that's not great numbers at all from a, Q, a QB1. That's under 20. And, uh, especially with a talent that he has over there yeah. in the in the Broncos. 49ers usually have a good defense. They're coming off a high. Got their court. Got Jimmy G back at quarterback. Um, you know some players have been feeling like that's a better morale so far. The moment with him on there, and um, I just feel like the 49ers are going to come out to play against again a Russell Wilson opponent who they're used to seeing. It's not like he's a new quarterback for him. He's on a new team, but he's still the same Russell Wilson. The Seahawks pointed to him. They felt like they were still seeing the same hand movements that he was doing in Seattle, and he's carrying it over for the Broncos. I'm sure that was done to try to make it. He's easier for him to be in that system with Nathaniel Hackett. But, you know, from what we've seen week one and week two, I'm not liking for a week three outburst at all. So it ain't the prettiest. That, that, that's my about the bus is Russell Wilson there. Again, past three games has not been great for him from a fantasy standpoint. Yep. No, I agree. I agree. Russell Wilson has definitely um, underperformed. Uh, you know, even at times kind of questioned, is he falling off? Uh, but I don't. I don't Richard know. Richard Sherman be all on that. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, he do. <laughs> he he does say that. He but be, he be on it. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Maybe it is a little bit of that. Maybe it's a little bit of coaching or lack thereof. Um. You know, I'm sure he didn't anticipate it. This would be the situation when he left Seattle. Um. But you know, Russ is always the good guy. He says all the right things. He does all the right things. <laughs> but um. Let's but, ride. Yeah, let's ride. But sometimes. <laughs> 
you know, you got to question some things and say, hey, coach, you know what I mean? Talk to me about this before we do it. So definitely two, only two games in, and I've seen a ton of questionable calls. Um, I was just telling Marquita the other day, like, he didn't get a chance to watch the game, but Nathaniel Hackett used all his timeouts with seven minutes and 48 seconds left to go in the fourth quarter. One of those timeouts having to be used because he didn't have a punt returner to return a punt on fourth down. He didn't have anybody back there. So, I mean, that kind of falls on special teams, but as the head coach, you got to make sure that that's communicated sure from the prepared. special teams coach. So, you know what I mean? Just just, just small things, you know what I mean? Bad, poor time, clock management, poor play calling. Um, I think the only thing that's kind of won out in some of these situations is the talent of Russ, is the talent of the running back core, is the talent of the receivers core. Jerry Judy did go down with, I believe, was a chest injury, but he is day-to-day, so it's looking good. Looks like he avoided anything serious, so um, that'll be a good uh, situation to get him back into the fold. So um, I'm not mad at that by the bus, though. I think I think Russ may struggle this week, as he kind of has been in these last, um, you know, these first two games. I definitely agree. Um, so all then let's right. talk about our big sleepers. Trust. Or sleepers? We didn't, go oh, big trust. We, didn't, we didn't do big trust at all yet? No, nah, we did about the, Dang. About the bus all right, first. So let's do big trust. Let's big jump trust. into the big trust. Big right. trust. Right. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Ooh. About that. Whoa, big trust. Whoa, whoa. Tell me I can trust you. Don't die. I'll go, I'll go first. I'll go first on this one. My, my first big trust is, again, is Austin Eckler. Um, first two weeks, he has not had a great year so far. Sorry, great. He has not had a great first dang, two games. Dang, judged him on the year, right? right? I was like, dang, yeah. So first two games hasn't been great. Not the value output that you want from Eckler, who's been, again, another top ADP running back who just has not been able to perform at the level you'd want him to. Um, you know, he's coming off a 20-touchdown season year, the previous season. But, um, yeah, this week, going up against the Jaguars, I feel like it's a great matchup for him to kind of reset himself and kind of get back Jonathan into the Taylor. flow. He can what? Uh, yeah, that too. He can Jonathan Taylor. He can Jonathan Taylor. Maybe, maybe nah, other two. I, I, I hear you. I, yeah, I feel you. like it's going to be a good game. His, his one game against the Jaguars, he torched him. He had 102 yards rushing to go along with eight catches for 112 yards. Ooh. Like he, he <laughs> Over 200 scrimmage yards with just him alone against the Jaguars in his Ooh. lone game against them. That boy got um, foggy. Yeah, so I, 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 do, I do like it for him to continue to um to to hopefully elevate his game and kind of show why you wanted to draft him early on and kind of get back in the rhythm of things. Possibly they get Keenan Allen back to kind of help open up the field for Eckler as well in uh mm-hmm. in the receiving side. And if they don't get Keenan Allen back, then even more use for 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 Eckler. But yeah, that's my big trust this week going up against the Jaguars again. He torched them for two hundred scrimmage yards himself playing against them and um just looking to kind of see a, a a more better development in his week three compared to one and two. Okay. I'm not mad at it. Um, I can respect that. Um, I think he definitely has the uh, potential, of course, to do that, uh, especially in a game where, uh, you know, especially if Justin Herbert is hampering off of that rib injury, mm-hmm. he's not going to be Dump looking to stretch the field. Like, yeah, it's going to be a lot of dumb downs, it's going to be a lot of short to intermediate passing. So um, he may not be able to throw it as far as he may want. So I think Austin Eckler can benefit from that. So I respect that. Um, next up, my pick, uh, it's time, man. It's time. It's time we see the turnaround. I got Kyle Pitts. Kyle <laughs> Pitts is Pitts. my first big trust, man. I think we've all been uh, uh, disappointed, man. underwhelming performances for these first two weeks. And I think this is a great get-right game for him. Um, the media, analysts, people have been on Arthur Smith. What's going on with Kyle Pitts? What's with the lack of involvement? Did you see that response he gave about yep. it not being fantasy, not fantasy football? Fantasy trying to win? Games. Uh, <laughs> terrible answer. You're not winning. So exactly. <laughs> it better be fantasy football because in this case, you might win something. But nah, one of the best players on that team, 
Complete lack of involvement. Uh, I think he's, what he's gotten four targets yeah, in he's, two he's games, got, yeah. or something like that. He's got like four catches, and that's, that's something ridiculous. That's more, it. more than yeah, more than uh, four targets, but four catches which is, for nothing which, for like yeah. twenty nine yards. Yeah, it's still low target too. It's Very just... low target, man. And if you watch the game, he spends a lot of time blocking. They don't really scheme him into the running game. I mean, yeah. into the passing game. And you would think. With his size, with his ability, they would be... (laughs) Man, listen. So, in any case, Kyle Pitts, I think he's due. This is a get-right game at home against the Seahawks. Um, Once again, I mentioned about the pressure of the media. They're kind of in Arthur Smith's face, like, hey, what's up with Kyle Pitts? That has to kind of, you know, spread around the locker room, spread around the coaching staff. All right, let's try something. Let's see if we can get him more involved. Um, so they're going up against the Seahawks, who gave up a big reception TD to Ross Dwelly last week. Hey, Ross, you know Dwelly. what I mean? Ross Dwelly <laughs> came up. Jimmy Garoppolo's first touchdown of the season went to Ross Dwelly. Um, over two games, they've averaged thirteen point five points to tight ends. Granted, it's just two games, but you know Pitts has the potential to get right here. Mm-hmm. I'm calling this a twenty four fourteen game for the Falcons. I think they win this game. And it is because, which is the good thing, this will be their first win of the season. The good thing is because they get Pitts involved and he puts up six receptions, 72 yards, and he gets a touchdown. That's my call for my big trust this week. Kyle Pitts, man, make me proud. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Pitts. Yeah, I hope so. I have on my teams as well. Yeah, you stole hoping, from me. I remember. I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm hoping that Pitts comes to light here. Um, I like that. I like that pick there. We need um, it. We need it. For my second big trust, I'm expecting a bounce back game for Mr. Devontae Adams. Uh, didn't have the greatest game this past week, but he is going up against the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee. Um, I Regardless, even if the starting corner for the Titans plays in Christian Fulton, he had a hamstring injury. I don't see him playing, and if he is, he's not going to be full 100%. But after that, there's nothing but rookie corners. And we just saw what De- oh, Stefan Diggs did to the rookie corners. I can only imagine along the way what Devontae Adams is about to do. Mm-hmm. His two games against the Titans... <laughs> These numbers are crazy. It's two games against the Titans. In total, he has 17 catches for 298 yards and three touchdowns. Each game, he had 100 and almost 150 yards in both in both of them. Like it's 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 wild. So wow, sounds um, like a terrible week yeah, to be going it's against. Definitely, him. Uh, definitely a terrible week um, as a Titan fan and as anyone who's going against Devontae Adams. I feel like this is going to be another big game for him, a bounce back game for the Raiders as well. And um, yeah, that's my that's that's definitely my big trust. We'll get inspecting a bounce back game for Adams. Okay, I'm not mad had, at like, that. Two catches and a touchdown, I think, recently. In yeah, the past I, I'm game. not mad. I don't even think he scored last game. He scored. He, oh, it, he that's the only thing he did. He was just he was a quick. It was like a one yard, two yard pass, and I was okay. it. And then he had like one or two more catches, and okay. yeah. And yeah. they lost. They took a tough loss. Yep. So I think they're gonna come back with an added incentive to go out there, keep him involved, and get the W. So, um, so we'll see. But I, I like that pick. I'm not mad at it. Um, my second big trust. I got Nick Chubb, man. I got Nick Chubb. People will say, oh, man, he's the best running back in football right now in terms of, you know, PPR Thursday production. Night. But um, but I'm going to stick with him. It's Thursday night. You know how I feel about Thursday nights. Thursday but night. But Thursday nights have been treating me. I don't even want to say it. Cause yeah, I don't say it, it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Yeah, you're going to mess it up. But nonetheless, <laughs> I got Nick Chubb on my, on my big trust. Um, As I mentioned earlier, the running backs for the Browns have scored the most points in fantasy football so far. Um, And once again, we're just two games in, so these are all small sample size, but it is the facts. Steelers, they're 11th worst against the run, um, and they just gave up 70-plus yards and a TD to Damian Harris on the the Patriots. 
Um, a run-heavy team, you know, same schematically mm-hmm. somewhat similar with Belichick in, in terms of running the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, Patriots are probably one of the uh, offenses that run the ball more. Um, they're more efficient running. Same with the Eagles and same with the Browns. They all kind of have that uh, running, run-first mentality. Um, so I like Nick Chubb to put up some good numbers uh, Thursday night. I'm not going to say it's a barn burner, but I'm going to say that the Browns actually win this game. I'm going to go 22-17. I think Nick Chubb doesn't hit the 100-yard mark, but I think he gets 18 carries uh, for 82 yards and a touchdown. That's my uh, that's my call for Nick Chubb as my uh, big trust, my big trust. Not not, not bad numbers there. And uh, it's going to be a good matchup this week going up against the Steelers, who has, hasn't been um, the best against the run. So uh, I definitely uh, yeah, like Nick Chubb to continue on uh, with, this, with this week so far. Um, I like it. I like it. What we have next here? That's your uh, second big trust. What you got? What you got? My second big trust. I already said second big trust. You say your second one? Yeah, your second one? The, Devontae Adams. Oh, Eckler yeah, yeah. Adams. Right, my and bad, my bad. Now we get to move on to, you know, the next favorite segment the here. Sleepers. This it's late. You tired? No, we ain't tired yet. I might hit the snooze. <sighs> Week three demise. <sighs> you got to be talking. <sighs> <clears throat> King and no wins. Right. Ooh, that was good. Ooh. What up? What I slept for like four, six oh, hours, four, something like that. All right, um, my, uh... <laughs> he gonna jump into the sleeper segment, man. Um, All right, sleeper. I'm give gonna, it to him. What I'll you pop got? It off. So my sleeper, um, uh, another, another, another player here. We're hoping for a bounce back game. Going with Mr. Justin Fields here, hoping that they could go Justin ahead and Fields. start yeah. week three off on the right foot as an NFL team. Uh, looking at the numbers, I know it has not been great for the Bears, but you got to take in the fact that week one was just, you know, as you called out earlier, like a monsoon of a game. Uh, Chicago was just pouring down rain over there. So, of mm-hmm. course, he's not throwing. He only threw for 72 yards. Still came off with the win. Last week, I want to say it was only like 102, uh, which is, you know, it's kind of terrible going into week three that they only had, they have less than 200 yards passing as an NFL team. Um, so kind of expecting a bounce back game. I want to say that they are playing Houston, if I'm not mistaken, uh, which, you know, Houston does play tough, but if there's a team that you're going to be able to kind of maybe find some rhythm, regardless if you win or not, but at least getting that rhythm in the offense and kind of allowing Mooney and Cole Komet, some two players that are going to be your primary options, those two only have two catches combined with for four yards. That is that is atrocious for your number one options to only have two catches for four yards. This is a good I'm game gonna, right week. Yeah, I'm, I'm sensing some emphasis on a passing game to kind of be established yeah. for the Bears, and I'm looking for Justin Fields to kind of be able to bounce back. I'm not going to say he's going to have a, you know, a Jalen Hurts-type game, but I'm definitely kind of expecting more efficient and at least more yards and you know, some rushing and passing touchdowns. Um, I'll side yeah, with that. I'm not mad my, at it. Yeah, it's my sleeper because again, they, they have less than 200 yards as an NFL team. I don't see that. I don't see that lasting going in going into week three. They have to find a rhythm. They have to get a point of emphasis going in that offense. They gotta. And I saw some talks about this, but they, you know, schematically again in terms of scheme, um, they would do very well in a Jalen Hurts style offense. What Philly's running? Yeah, a little bit of RPO, some play action, um, but they just. It just I don't know I don't know hopefully they'll develop it because it's too early in the season mm-hmm. and like I, I like I was saying I think this is a get right week for a lot of offenses yeah because analysts and critics and fans aren't wasting time throwing these faults in these coaching staff's faces and they have yeah. to hear that you know or yeah. they see it on tape so yeah. they understand they need to be better at things and I think just from what I've been seeing a lot of these um you know a lot of these faults in these offenses have come about 
week two going into week three. Yeah. So um, I think there's this is a good week where you see people who maybe are like, all right, I, I'm gonna give him one more time. So like a Darnell Mooney or a Cole Komet. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean, certain players that you're on the fence about dropping or you need to see more or you think they're undervalued. This is the week where you kind of get to see the trajectory of where the team is headed. So I like it. I like that pick. I think Justin Fields does find it, uh, does find his footing and his ability to make plays. I think him and Darnell Mooney might actually have a good outing this week. Um, so I'm a fan of that. Uh, my sleeper this week is uh, I got Elijah Moore, man. I know he's been Ooh. overshadowed by Mr. Garrett Wilson, Moore. um, but I like Elijah Moore. Uh, the Bengals they play this week, they're six worst against the wide receivers. They just gave up a combined uh over 160 yards to Noah Brown and Ceedee Lamb. Noah Brown actually had a touchdown that game. Um, Elijah Moore for what it's worth, last year he went uh, six for 67 against the Bengals. So nothing crazy, but I think he does find pay dirt this week. Um, you know, he's either going to be covered by Eli Apple or Awuzie. If it's Eli Apple, he just got toasted by Noah Brown. Getting cooked. So he just got cooked and he's going to have to decide is he going to play either Moore or Wilson. So there's going to be some opportunity there to 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 make some plays with those receivers and you know, both of them with the ball in their hands are pretty electric. So um there's some there's some value there. Um and even if it turns out to be a Wuzier, Wuzier did allow seven receptions to CD. So um I think this is a good game for Elijah Moore. You've seen the Garrett Wilson talk. Um you've seen the Brees Hall. I think Elijah Moore says this week, hey, don't forget about me. We're moving in the right direction. So I got him putting up seven seventy-four and he scores a touchdown this week. Elijah Moore is my sleeper for week three. I like it. And then, you know, if you keep in mind, Elijah Moore last year, kind of the end of the year, or towards the middle, towards the end of the year, you know, he was one of the top like wide receiver in production during that moment. So we know it's there to have a building weapon in Garrett Wilson. You know, the offense is also building more with, with Brees Hall and Michael Carter. So I definitely can see, you know, Elijah Moore to continue to try to make his impact on a team as he wanted to be the clear number one receiver overall on that team coming, you know, coming from what he did last year. So I like it. I like for him to kind of continue to elevate his game and, you know, again, with Garrett Wilson. Wilson kind of stepping in as well. I feel like it's going to open the doors for, for Elijah Moore to kind of showcase what he can do. Dope. Nah, I agree. Um, okay, so let's talk about uh, week three. What are we looking at on a week three slate? We're going to just talk about, you know, some, some of the games that's going on. Uh, maybe we'll incorporate some, you know, if some players are worthy, maybe on your waiver wire, that might be a good acquisition. When we get to those teams, we'll just kind of highlight that. Um, so first up, we got the Cleveland and uh, Pittsburgh. As we know, that's going to be a Thursday game. Um, I'm not really sure what to expect, but I did say that uh, Cleveland would edge this one out. I think I had said 22-17 earlier, and uh, I'm sticking to that. I think the Browns win this game at home. Um, they're kind of, you know, sour taste in the mouth about, you know, losing to the Jets, especially in a, a situation where Chubb took the responsibility of saying, hey, that's on me. I should have went down instead of scoring that TD. I thought the game was over. Um, they're both going to battle it out because Steelers also took a loss that they didn't want. Um, nobody wants to lose, but, you know, it just it, it didn't it didn't sit well with the Steelers either because they definitely thought that uh, they could have won that game against the Patriots, but they just came up three points short. So I actually think this. uh Thursday game is going to be good. Don't consider it to be a low-scoring affair, but I think it will be a good game um, to watch on a Thursday. Um, how you feel about that? Yeah, definitely. Um, 
I like the. I mean, it's tough. I don't mind the Browns pick. I think I may root for the Steelers on this one if anyone kind of have a just kind of kind of redeem himself and try to clear the noise. But it's Thursday, Thursday night. Yeah, I'm not trying to bring Najee. I'll have him as well. I ain't trying to. I ain't trying to bring Najee up too much, but. Nah, um, yeah. It's Thursday. You never yeah, know what's going to happen. Don't know but... what's going to happen. Uh, maybe this is game. Pickens probably comes alive. You know who knows what's going to happen here. So, yeah. um, I I'm probably going to go pit on this one. I think it is going to be a close game. I don't think it's going to be like a high scoring one. Um, I'll probably go like 2017, just kind of around where you're at. But um, okay. I may take pit on this one. Okay, but I like it's a that. good matchup. Right. We have next Saints and Panthers. Saints and Panthers. Uh, I got Saints on this one. I yeah, think. Uh, this is... This is uh <laughs> yeah I'm not really I'm not really yeah. too much checking for that I think the Saints get another win on the Panthers um I'm saying like uh, I'm gonna go thirty seventeen I think the Saints kind of run it up think so yeah I think right, I'm not, like I'm not mad I, I know I think for sure definitely gonna be a defensive match for the Saints um kind of limiting the Panthers so no matter that there yeah. um, um Houston Chicago we kind of talked about. Um, I bet this game can go either way. No, I Houston so hasn't. Too, you know, they're not. I think it's a trap. I'm not going to call them scrubs, but you know, historically, Houston hasn't always had the greatest rep. But you know, they play tough. They've been kind of trying to move up in the ranks within the past year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm I'm going to go Chicago on this one, being at home. But you know, I can't. Houston can easily kind of jump in. I'll probably go like you know, another close game, 17, 14, maybe 21. Yeah, I think it's going to be like fairly low score. 24, 21. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm right around there. Like I'm gonna say 21, 17, maybe even a 21, 20. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, KC Indianapolis. I don't know. KC on a KC on a roll right now. Could be a drop Um, game, but I don't see it. I'm going KC. I feel like they just have too many weapons. That the Colts are not gonna really. They just haven't played the great the first two weeks. Right. And the defense not looking. Yeah, right. no offense as well hasn't really been right. And if Cole, if um, Cole, if Pittman is still out, I'm not seeing it there. Yeah. So yeah, I'll definitely go Chiefs. I feel like they'll pour it on and yeah. in that game kind of early. If Pittman, if Pittman is in there, I still like the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are just one of those teams that's also on a different level right now. Yeah, and I think that proves true. Um, ooh, game of the week for me, Buffalo and Miami. Um, could potentially be a little bit of a rain game. I'm not sure. I'm seeing some weather on here that indicates maybe some rain, but we won't know until, of course, we get closer to Sunday because we're a ways off. But, um, man, Bills Miami. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Bills. I think the Bills win this game. I think it's going to be close. I'm going to say somewhere around... uh, I'm going to go 23... I'm going to go 23-27. Bills. Not mad at that. Um, I'm I definitely twenty twenty seven. Yeah, I definitely agree. I got the Bills on this one. I think it's going to be one of the um, probably the, like you said, match of the week, uh, game of the week uh, for week three. Um, I just I'm still going to root the Bills. I just feel like they're playing on a, just a different level. But I feel yeah. like this is a great test for the Dolphins and obviously a good test for the Bills as well. Division game here. Yep, no, I agree. I think it'll be a good game. I'm looking forward to that. That's my game of the week. Um, Detroit and uh, Minnesota Vikings, Vikings. Uh, at the crib dome game. Uh, Minnesota's is, uh, at home. This is going to be an interesting one, yeah, too. I like another tough um, matchup. Vikings did not look good on uh, Monday night going nope. up against the Eagles. Did we not. know the Lions like to fight. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm going Lions here. I, I'm actually going to go Lions, I too. Think, I think I it's going like to be a tough, Vikings, gritty game. Yeah, I feel like the Vikings are going to put up points, and I actually probably have this as... I'm going to say this is going to be the highest scoring game of the week. Ooh. I'm going to say that. 
I'm gonna I'm not, go I'm not against because the Lions they put up some points. Like they they may start off slow sometimes, but they'll they'll put up some points on you. They can get up in the thirty range. So seventy I, I'm points not... in the first two games of the season, and yeah. they didn't really play. They didn't really play scrubs those no. first two weeks. No, you no. know what I mean? Uh, week two they had just played uh, Washington, who isn't bad. But and then uh, week one they just played uh, the Eagles. And they went 35-38 with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And then they beat Washington 27-36. So you had back-to-back games of putting up 30 points. Um, I think they do this as well. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. So I'm going to say... I'm, I'm going to go 30... 31. Huh? 34-31 for me. I'm 34-31? I'm yeah. going to go 34-28. I, I can rock with that too. I'm going 34-28. I think the Lions do it. I think, I think the Lions beat them. Um. So next up, we have Baltimore and New England. Uh, I think this one's kind of going to be low scoring. I'm not expecting the most out of Lamar. Uh, maybe, but I don't know. You know, you know how I feel about uh, Belichick and his ability to scheme players out of yeah. the game. Um, he's you know very good with scheming quarterbacks out. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not expecting a huge game out of Lamar. Maybe even contemplating switching him out. For uh for Jameis, but uh, that's tough. That's tough. It's a tough call because it's Lamar. But yeah, I'll probably keep um, Lamar. But I can agree though. You know, like you said, Belichick does a great job of like eliminating your your top. It's player. almost always happened. So yeah. it's like if I'm playing probability, it would make sense. But I'm just like, ah, do it's I really want to sit my yeah, stud like my stud stud? You like, said Lamar go. It's tough. It's tough, man. But nonetheless, I think Baltimore wins. Um, I think it's gonna be somewhere in the range of like a. Uh, I'm gonna do, you know, twenty. I'm gonna go twenty-two ten. Okay, I can see it. There's not New England doesn't necessarily allow a lot of points to be scored on them if they do lose at that. So, I could agree. I'm going. I'm going Ravens as well. You said. I think you said Ravens. Yeah. I'm going yeah, Ravens, Ravens as well. Twenty-two ten. Um, I just feel like Lamar will try to pull it off, but I feel like it's gonna be a tough game for them. And you know, coming off the loss they just came off of, maybe they're gonna try to come out and be hype. But I know it's a tough matchup. I don't think the New England has enough uh, receiving firepower to really take no. advantage of a weak Ravens secondary. Nah, I don't, I, um, so I, I don't I'd think agree. they're going to get a lot of value there if they if they attack the weakness of that Ravens defense, which most recently has turned out to be. Nelson um, Aguilar may just do it. Oh Lord. Okay. Well, don't sleep on your boy Jacoby Myers. If he's on the waiver wire too, he might be a good target to get. So keep your eyes open for him. Um, ah, we kind of skipped over the waiver wire thing, but Raheem Mostert on Miami, he's also a good, you know, a good uh, asset if you're looking for somebody. If you need a quick fill in, you you know, you lost, you know, you're tentative on James Conner, or you're dealing with an injured. Um, give me somebody that's injured at running back. Um, let's see who is it. Is somebody injured at running back? Nah. Do we have a healthy running back? I mean Kamara, but I don't know if he's yeah, coming back. Yeah, he's we don't just going to come back and play. Well, nonetheless, just some good targets to keep in mind. Um, next up, we got the Bengals and Jets. Um, this is I, this, I think this is like a trap squad. game. I feel like I feel like the people going to root for the Bengals to win this game, but I yeah. easily feel like the Jets can win. I'm say easily, but I do feel like the Jets can win this game. I like the Jets can win this game too. Man. I'm going to go I, Bengals. I feel like they'll squeak it out, get their Bengals first win of the season. Something but about them is off. Yeah, not that for sure. It definitely is off. Um, so this, I think this is a good game to kind of decide, you know, how their season. They can't going down zero and three and being in the division that they are in. Well, they'll probably be all right, but still, you don't you want to right go now. down zero and three though to start the season. So I got you um, right now. I'm going twenty seven twenty four. Jets, baby. J e t s. Jets. Twenty seven twenty four. Jets. Not matter. Yeah, so I'm going. I'm going for the Bengals, but I'm not. I feel like this could easily be a Jets win. 
Okay. Um, uh, what you, what are you calling for that one? Um, I, I, honestly, I probably agree with you. Probably vice versa, or if anything, I'm going 31, 24 Bengals. Bengals? Okay. Yeah. Okay, not mad at that. A uh, couple more games here on the slant. Uh, we got Vegas and Tennessee. Probably yeah, too, too much probably about that. Probably game Vegas. for the Raiders. Tennessee yeah, is not Vegas. really looking good altogether. Offense, our defensive rhythm yeah, is not there. I'm going Vegas. I'm not. I don't even know what a number on that. I'm probably putting like 31, 17. Uh, I yep. think Vegas kind of goes off a little. Yeah. Bit. Okay. We got Eagles and Washington. Eagles and Washington. I think that one's going to be lopsided too. Yeah. Um, I like the Eagles in this one. I think they do go up 3-0. It's more talent on um, that team over there. Yeah. Um, but watching them play is tough, but going to Eagles as well, I, I, I'd agree. Um, I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring affair, so I'll give it like 23, I'll say 23-17. It's not bad. Somewhere around there, 23-17. Uh, Jacksonville and Chargers. Um, I like this game. I think the Chargers end up winning this one, though. Um, I, think, I think they can go... I feel like the, I mean, I, I'll I, go twenty eight twenty. I'm gonna go twenty eight twenty one. Twenty eight twenty one. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not bad at that. I probably could agree with that. Maybe maybe over twenty eight for the Chargers, depending on how Herbert's feeling and how much they really open up that offense. But yeah, yeah I got I like the Chargers on this one. Jazz twenty eight twenty one. Fight tough, but um, if you're bolts. in tight end hell, Evan Ingram, you could do worse than that. So you know, keep your eyes open for him. Uh, walk back to Washington. Logan Thomas, tight end hell. If you need somebody, check check him out there. Um, Rams and Cardinals. This is going to be an interesting game for me, too. Um, Cardinals defense, a little bit shaky. Rams defense, also pretty shaky, despite Jalen Ramsey did have that nasty pick to end the game last week. That was that was nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to go Rams on this one. I'm going to go Rams. I think Arizona just came off a nice win. Which they did deserve, but I think the Rams are just going to be a little too much for them to handle on the offensive side of things, and uh, the offense of the Rams is going to—I'm sorry—the defense of the Rams is going to kind of bottle up that Arizona defense. We don't know what we're going to get out of James Conner. I know he's dealing with that ankle injury. Um, we don't know if Rondell Moore is playing. We don't really know about them. But Greg Dorch has filled in nicely. So if you need a you know deep streamer, he has balled out. So um, keep your eyes open on him. But uh, this one, I'm probably, I'll go, I'm going to go 32-28. 32-28. Yeah, I could, I could agree. I feel like it would be a close one. Um, mm-hmm. You know, 31-28 around the rim as well as 32-28, just yeah. you know, around that area there. Arizona typically can fight towards the end. Yeah. Um, and usually this is a good matchup between the Rams and, and Arizona. So but I got the Rams as well winning this, but I think it'll be a good game. Okay. Um, Atlanta and Seattle. The Bird I like game. that one. I'm not mad at that one. I'm going Falcons. Um, I'm going Falcons on this Hoping one too. Pitts, I think they write uh, the ship. I think I said earlier 24 14. Yeah. That's about where I'm sticking at with that. Um, Seattle, I don't know. I, too many yeah, unanswered just, questions. Yeah. I just saw a report. They said they need to trust Geno a little bit more. I don't know what that entails, but it sounds risky. So I'm not really down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really down for that. So uh, we'll go Atlanta there 24 14. Um, this game is good too, but I wish it was better. Tom Brady's just going to be out a lot of his weapons. I know the appeal still ongoing with Mike Evans, so we really don't know, but they're probably going to uphold that. It's yeah, just one he game. Yeah, he, he You know, he got caught on, you know, he pushed the dude. So it's just like, all right, I understand you're trying to defend your quarterback, whatever, but you know what I mean? Them people are not going to hear nah. your story, bro. You pushed the man. There's nothing that you can say that would anger you and enough. He be doing more to than do a push. That. that man be coming in full yeah, force. Yeah, full, full force. <laughs> from way over that's, on the sideline. That man came like, from I got to fight you for real. This he, is <laughs> he came in a concession stand with that push. But um, yeah, I'm, like I'm going to go Green Bay. Yeah. I go Green Bay. I think Green Bay wins this one. Even though it's in the Bay, 
Um, I think Green Bay does win this one. Um, I'm going Bucks. I think Bucks squeak this out defensively. You think Bucks squeak it out? Yeah, I think I wow. think the Packers. Uh, the Bucks actually been playing pretty good the corner far as far as defensive like passing wise, and I just don't see the. I feel the Packers are still trying to figure it out. Um, okay, but it's gonna be a really good game, like you said. Um, you know, Rodgers versus Brady. Who knows? This is gonna be the final matchup that you see between both of them as well. So, mm-hmm. um, I like the, I like the I'll take the Bucks on this one, but I'm, I'm excited for this game actually. Okay, that's lit. Um. You got the Bucks. I got, I got Green Bay. Yes, yeah, uh, Sunday afternoon. Yep. Afternoon game. Sunday. Uh, well, that one I'm gonna give a score. I'm gonna go. Uh, Where you going? What you got for that one? I go twenty. Dang, this one I'm not sure. Um, Ooh, Broncos and 49ers? or no, no, no. Still the still the uh, Green uh, Green Bay and Bucks. Gotcha. I'm gonna go. I'm going twenty four seventeen for me. I was gonna say somewhere around there. I was gonna say somewhere around there. Okay, I'll, I'll go twenty four. I go twenty four twenty, somewhere around there. Yeah. Okay. Um, San Fran and Denver. I don't know what to make of this. I'm not really convinced with the Denver offense right now. Um, you know they only put up sixteen points last game. First game they put up sixteen points against the Seahawks. You know, average of that is sixteen points. So <laughs> I'll give them. I'll give him maybe seventeen. Seventeen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would give I give him seventeen. I would say seventeen, uh, twenty. Yeah, I think I'm taking 24. 49ers on this. Yeah, I, I just feel 49ers. like they're more together as a team than yeah. the Broncos. I feel like they're still figuring out their new yep. the new quarterback so and coach and whatever. Miss. Yeah, too much too much rookie mistakes early on for yeah. this going on. Yeah. So seventeen twenty four. Yeah. 49ers. And then uh, last matchup on this slate, we got the Giants and the Cowgirls. I mean, Cowboys. Yeah, you got it right. right. Uh, I got it right the first time. Uh, <laughs> Giants and Cowboys. Uh, I think G-Man. Giants improved at 3-0. Yeah, I'm going G-Men. I don't even like because they beat the Titans, but I, I'm not going for Dallas. Let's go G-Men. Yeah, I got I got the Giants. I'm not mad at them. Um, They've actually been playing pretty good. They put up 19 against Carolina week two. And then uh, week one, they had 21. So I'm taking the average of that, 21 and 19. That's going to put you at about 40 points. So so 20. I'm going to give them uh, – I'll give them 21. We'll give them that one-point bump up. Uh, we'll go 21. <laughs> I'll say 21-17. Yeah, not a great. I feel like Saquon will continue to just try to build on what he's yeah. been doing for the first two. Great week one, week two was subpar, but still looking good and still looking like he's continuing to build on that. Yep. Um, although Cowboys defense is looking good, but we'll see what we get out of the offense again. Like you said earlier, not super sold on a Cooper rush at the moment, but yeah. or CD Lamb being a number one. But yeah. you know, we'll see. Division game Monday night. Let's go, G Men. Yeah, I'm I'm down to see the Giants go three and zero. Um, but that's it. Dan, that wraps up our week three episode. Um, should be an exciting week of football. Like I said, thus far, we've had some great football. Um, and I want to thank y'all for sticking sticking with us. Sticking with us, man. Uh, we, you know, we're three weeks in and we appreciate all the support and feedback. Uh, please do note, Spotify users, there is a poll when you listen to the uh to the podcast on Spotify. There will be a poll question there. So feel free to answer the poll. Um, we're also gonna get some uh some mailbag questions. So if you have any questions that you want answered for next week, um check out the Twitter for that. Um, there'll be a link posted there as to where you can uh, submit those questions. And we want to hear from y'all. We want to know what questions y'all got um, and interact and engage with y'all. So just look out for that on the Twitter at FFBallCulture. And then um, also make sure to follow us on Instagram at Fantasy Culture Podcast uh, on Instagram. But uh, 
that's it for me. What you got for Marquise? Anything? Any uh, last words before no, just, we uh, just, uh, start uh, digging your grave for this week? Ha <laughs> nah, ha. ain't gonna happen, buddy. Just we see, wanna... <laughs> I see you this week. Let me see. I, I play you yeah. one time, right? Yeah. Because we, uh, we in four leagues together, I think. Yeah. So we play in League of Deems. League I of Deems. Oh, yeah. yeah. Judge Judy's Hoopers. Okay. Yeah. And so then... play League of Deems. But yeah, I mean, the only thing I have again, again, just appreciating you guys and uh, just you know, continue, uh, you know, continue on with us with our journey here. Got week, week three, episode two. Um, sorry that we missed the second one, but um, you know we're here. We're here to ready to keep it moving, keep it rolling, and uh, again, just appreciate it. Continue to follow the socials. We know we do, we do interact back. Um, we enjoy it. We enjoy the conversations. We enjoy just you know having fantasy football talks and just going through the motions. Yep. And uh, feel free to send us those questions on game day, man. If you need some starter sit questions, send it through to us on game day. We'll be more than happy to answer those. But uh, but we're checking out. This is week three of Fantasy Culture Podcast. I am one half of the hosting team, AD, and my boy right here is Mr. Marquis Sweat. And we are out. Good luck. Peace. We out.